Welcome to the Chuck and Deb Show, heard each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. here on 1490 AM WWPR. And now, here's Chuck and Deb. Hi, I'm Chuck. And Deb. And And welcome welcome to to the the Chuck Chuck and Deb Deb Show. We are so truly grateful and thankful that you've joined us today. We have another fabulous show lined up for you today, don't we, Deb? We absolutely do. So the Chuck and Deb Show is about the truth behind the motorcycle mystique and inspiring real-life stories that will help you discover your purpose Find true freedom and to find your destiny. So with the pre-ride safety briefing behind us, let's saddle up and let the good times roll. Let's do it. Let's get rolling. So what do we got, Deb? Uh, we had a pretty uh, quiet weekend. We didn't really get too much going on. Uh, but it was a uh, happy belated Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Uh, Sunday was Father's Day, and it was a pretty neat day. It was. So tell us a little bit about that neat day. So you're a father, and happy belated Father's Day to you. It's all about recognizing you, and in our house, it's always about you deciding really what you want to do for the day. So well, it is good, you know, just like Mother's Day, so I guess it's nice that we have a Father's Day. Yes. Um, so, yeah. You know, yeah, it was very nice. It's nice, relaxing. I had a very special treat. Uh, I had uh, several people come over, sort of different. Well, actually, it really wasn't so. Well, we got to back it up a little bit because it didn't start off that well once I accidentally slipped that there were others coming. Yeah, that's true. You're sitting there and you read a text and you said, oh, well, they're coming over. And I'm like, oh, well, who's (laughs) they? And I said, you know, I don't like surprises, <laughs> which I don't. I don't like surprises. Not at all. So I'm like, no, you know, it's just our daughter and she's expecting. So it's the grandson on the way. That's who's coming over. And that was true. But then we had another special guest. And that was our cat. Well, actually, our, our grand daughter. cat. Yeah, our grand cat. <laughs> there you go. Our grand kitty came over to a visit. And what was special about that is uh, our daughter, we we're recently empty nesters and our daughter, what she moved out a couple months ago now. It's been a few now. Yes. Yeah. So she took the cat with her. Thank goodness. Even though we love the cat. Uh, so it was the first time the cat had been back since she left um, her, her home here. Uh-huh. And uh, she actually, it was pretty neat seeing her. She was a little bit, you know, skitzy, but that's the way that cat is anyway. Yep. And she came in and, then got pretty comfortable. She, she did. Realized she realized where she used to be, and I thought that was pretty cool. So I got it was nice. It was a nice Father Day to have the cat there and play around with her a little bit, and of course to see my daughter and feel my grandson in her tummy. That was just all pretty neat stuff. So I had a great Father's Day. It was very relaxing, very kickback, just the way I like it. Because <laughs> there's not too many of those days around this household. No, so. there's not, especially having to deal with. I mean, live with you. I know it's tough. <laughs> And so kind of going back to the cat, I think that was really cool. It was. She wasn't really skittish. She was more inquisitive, kind of going back to all of her comfortable places. And then as we saw her really just get comfortable laying in all of her normal spots, going out back and enjoying the outdoors, which she doesn't have the opportunity to do in her new home. And so it was really cool to get to to see her experience that. And then the last part of the evening, she used to lay beside you in the recliners and you would relax with her and guess where she ended her evening. Yep, right on, right next to me. So Same that was place. pretty neat. And it was, uh, like you said, it was neat how she would go back to where she, matter of fact, the first place she went 
was in Nicole's old room under her bed yep. because that was her favorite place. That was like the first place she went and she had to like re-experience it. You know, you, I, you wonder about us as humans. Do we like to go back and maybe re-experience things where we've been, where we used to live, things like that? Of course. And uh, so it was, I'm sorry, this is sort of a weird sh- show today, right? We're talking about a cat here, uh, but <laughs> It really was sort of interesting because I've never seen it before. I've never had an animal that had left home and then come back right. after been gone so long. And so now it is like having the grand kitty. So, you know, whenever the grand kitty comes over, we'll have the litter all set up and uh, Nicole won't have to worry about that kind of thing. And it'll be fun. So, you know, bringing that back to kind of our human nature tendencies, I think that's a great connection because, you know, even though we may go back to places that are familiar to us, what we need to remember when we make that visit is that that's area that locations probably changed even though we may not have changed so much and we have a perception of that vision of what it was to us then and now it's completely different so I think that she may have experienced that too it's comfortable it's the old way it used to be in some ways but it's all it's changed so I and think so we probably changed you right. mentioned that we haven't may might not have changed but you know we all change you know every every year I'm a different person Oh, gosh, yes, every minute. <laughs> what are you talking about every year? Goodness okay. gracious. All right. So, and then the, uh, so that was, again, that was really good. So, again, uh, once again, happy belated Father's Day to everyone out there. We hope that you enjoyed your special day and and maybe you even got out for a great motorcycle ride. And so the other thing that came up um, actually on Monday was it was National Ride, ride Your, your motorcycle, motorcycle to, to Work Day. day. So uh, that was quite interesting. It is uh, the third Monday in June is what it's recognized to be. And so, you know, I just want to hear from our listeners whether or not they really did get out and ride to work that day if they don't normally do that, if it's not their normal transportation, because we did. Yeah, because like one three of the Rocking Road Show, he rides his bike every day. Right. And there are some of our listeners that they they're that's their that's mode their of transportation. transportation. And so that's understandable. So, but there are are those of us out there that uh, it's recreational vehicle for us, and so it's for us to get out um, on special times and not necessarily ride to work. And so having those times, you know, this this particular day set aside for this was really important and we went out we actually rode to work we don't typically ride to work and i'll be quite honest one of the main reasons i don't ride to work is because it's really unsafe riding into town on the motorcycle um now call me a wimp or whatever you want to be but i would when i'm going to work i want to make sure that i get you know get there stress-free and usually when i'm (laughs) riding i have difficulties with people well, we know the cagers yeah. who don't see us. So that day, Deb, we took off and uh, we decided we were going to ride into work. What do you think? Well, you know, the thing of that it, versus in your own car cage, the difference is, is that there's a little bit of different planning to, for one, dress and attire. It may be a completely different way to dress. And then also for me, I had to think about... The things I normally put in the car may not necessarily fit on the motorcycle in the same way. So I had to reorganize my morning, the things I was taking into the office that day, and just make some adjustments. And uh, I'm not sure if you had done this, but I noticed helmets on our seats that next morning. Did you happen to do a little preparation as well and get that done for us? No. 
Oh, gosh. So we must have done that the last time we got home, just left well, our helmets on Well, the last the time seat. we got home, we were soaked. Soaked, that's true. And I always put my helmet on the seat anyway. So. I know, and I don't typically, so that's why I thought maybe you had done that. But maybe for drying purposes after that event, or I just wanted to get out of it because I was soaking wet, that could be the case. So, you know, that's the first thing is that it, there is a lot more planning involved when you're riding to work every day. For me, So you actually need a little bit more time preparation if you're going to get on the bike. You know, maybe not necessarily, you know. Actually, that doesn't have to apply to everyone. I'd imagine one three probably just hops on his bikes and goes. That's true. You know, that's just what that's my guess. One three, you can tell us what you what you think there if that's that's real or not. Um, so anyway, so we decided to head in. We got on our bikes. We were taking off going into town. What were some of the things that uh, you found interesting, Deb? On the well, way in. well, we the one thing is is that we strategically, or I believe you strategically, and it may have just been the events of the day. We left a little bit later than normal, so I think that broke that normal traffic pattern for us, and in some places, really eased up some of the congestion that we would have normally felt. Um, and again, when we ride, sometimes you'll lead, sometimes I'll lead, and we just kind of have that way of riding together. And I think that that was a little bit of the way the fl- it flowed into town, because. You know, there are open opportunities in the lane position that you're riding in that you see that I didn't necessarily see. And, of course, now you've got an added congestion with more traffic than normal. And so, you know, we kind of did that going in, if that makes sense. (laughs) Well, (laughs) sort of, I guess. But, you know, I understand what you're talking about. We've got we're we're two riders, so we have two different lines of sight. So we're able to take advantage of the traffic a little bit more efficiently, if you will. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm the type of person I don't like to be in congested areas. No. Yeah. I don't like to be clogged up in in a like traffic jam, if you will, when I know I can get out of it because I can get to the other side of it because usually it's clumps of traffic. And so I don't like being in clumps of traffic because there's just too many things that could take place. So I, I'd rather prefer just to get out of it. For me, it's safer. And as long as I can make a safe exit through it, then that's what I do. And one of the things that I noticed when we were riding in, it's, and Deb, and maybe it has a little bit of, uh, to do with what you were talking about, is the time. I only noticed one other biker on the road Mm. that morning, and I don't think he was going to work. (laughs) I really don't. Uh, He looked like he was going to go out and have a good time, or maybe he was just cruising around. Uh, But I didn't see any other bikers on the road, and I understand that this may not be very widely known because we talked to another biker that day, and he said, how do you guys know these things? (laughs) You know, how did you know that it was the third Monday of June that it was the Ride Your Bike, the National Ride Your Bike uh, Motorcycle Day, Ride Your Bike to Work Motorcycle Day? And just because things show up, you know, you get get things in front of you. So that's how we know these things and, and being part of it. So... Uh, it was just, but so it was sort of a bummer to me that we didn't see motor more motorcycles on the road because for me it was a day of making people aware and had there been more motorcycles on the road than normal then I think it would have stood out and made people become more aware of motorcycles even if it was for that one day for that one instance uh, because when we rode I could tell. The people around us, and I know from riding in, we take we drive the same way to work every day, and I don't see a motorcycle ever. Ever, no. Ever. Very, very, very seldom do I see a motorcycle. So I could tell as I was riding in the traffic that these people really couldn't believe, I guess, I don't know if that's the right. Aren't used but, to seeing They aren't riders. used to seeing motorcycles on the road. 
They aren't used to riding with motorcycles on the road. True. And it was just quite interesting. You could feel, I mean, people would zoom by us. I remember that one that one chick in that one like van or whatever it was that was an SUV and she she just went flying by. Yep. But but she didn't ended up going nowhere. She went nowhere <laughs> fast. Right. And uh, so, you know, it and then we came after we crossed the bridge and we came to a stop uh, traffic light and we're sitting there. We're not going to talk about that, no, are we? Well, we're not going to talk about that. Okay, good. Deb, Deb got aggravated, but we're not talking about it. But sitting there, you know, I got a whiff of marijuana. Huh. I, you know, think what you want about marijuana, medical marijuana, fine, all that kind of thing. But just a whiff of marijuana early in the morning, hmm. and we're on motorcycles. Now, I, marijuana, you can, you can argue with me all you want, impairs you. Okay, I believe that there it does does somewhat impair you. So here we are sitting at that traffic light, and I get this whiff of marijuana. How safe do you think I feel? Hmm. Not really too safe. All right, because now I my sensors even up high higher because. Half the people are asleep in the morning. The other half are thinking about where they're going. And just people are just totally out of it, especially when they're nice and comfortable in their cars. And how can I talk about this? Because I'm one of those people. So when I'm in my car, I'm nice and comfortable. I'm thinking about where I'm going or whatever the situation is. I'm not smoking pot. (laughs) I'm glad you clarified that for the listeners. (laughs) And that's a real bummer. <laughs> Wait, you didn't just say that, did you? I did, but oh, okay. you know, take it as you want. So anyway, it you know, it just it just really gave it a different feel because now I'm having to deal with even more. And I never thought about it until I smelled it. Right. You know, and there's probably even people on the road that are intoxicated or still a little bit intoxicated from the, the night, night before. before. Now, how can I speak about that? I'm not well, sure. Well, I'm not sure either. <laughs> Anyway, so so, that's interesting because I didn't smell that smell. And oftentimes as motorcyclists, that's one thing that really, really enjoy about the ride is the scents and smells and observations, views, everything that's so significantly different. The reason you didn't smell the smell is because you were trying to get in it with somebody (laughs) that was texting and you had to make sure you pointed out (laughs) that don't be texting when you're behind me. me. You had to call them out. You had to honk your horn, point at them and then point at your eyes all right so i so, had a moment of aggression it doesn't happen very often but she was st- well i can talk about that because i i don't usually get that no way, i had I'm I like what are you doing <laughs> and then all i could do was smile I, she <laughs> like shocked it. me I'm like what's this honk and i look over and i see what she's doing i'm like oh my goodness i'm trying to relax you know trying to make this the best ride in it i can because I, I don't want to get into it with anybody i could have handled my own it was a female so no big deal <laughs> Okay. So let me just explain a little bit of that situation. She had started off behind us and we were kind of merging into traffic at that point. And I saw the vehicle going quickly, but she let us merge in, then kind of stayed very close to us the whole entire way over the bridge, get to the end of the bridge. And now she's in front of me. And I'm like, what the heck? And I look up there in the mirror and all I see is her head down looking at something. Which she, you she know was what texting. she's looking at. She was texting. But but I, we saw it all the time. We see it all the time. I all know, this but texting, today man. I am wide open. I am in a different place wreck me in my vehicle my car i'm protected wreck me on my motorcycle i am not and why There's are a different you in a story. different place what are you talking about just wide open i am more susceptible to anything well then now. don't ride if no. you're 
buddy. I ride and I will always ride as long as I can. So and, and, you know, I, I don't want this to scare anybody off that's thinking about riding. We just want you to be aware that while you're out there, you need to be aware of everyone else as well. And and the state's a mind that people might be in. Correct. I mean, seriously, think about yourself. I think about me. I'm not like everybody else. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but, you know, anyway... I got yep. enough enough said about yeah. that. Yeah, so, so it was. You it started was a great trouble. I got in. to work nice it and was, peaceful. After you probably de-stressed after my situation. So no, I was, okay. I was pretty comfortable. You know. Yeah, it was a good ride, and it was a good ride in. We missed the rain. I was happy to, about that. So yep, because you you brought your rain gear. I did. There you Always go. load and up the rain I gear. I didn't bring my rain gear. No, nope. but but I'm I'm tough. Of course you are. So we made really it work. Have anything to do with it, but <laughs> I'd still end yeah. up wet. Rain is still rain. Yeah, I I've melted a long time ago, so that's not going to hurt anymore. Yeah, whatever. Right. So, well, we just want to make sure that you stay tuned because we've got some excitement coming up with a really great story of motorcyclists that have done some great things in our local area. So stay tuned. Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy, where hairdressing is our passion. Your spotlight experience begins with a hands-on, learn-by-doing approach. A true salon experience. We create entrepreneurial hairdressers with endless opportunities. Financial aid available for those who qualify. Got a creative flair? A passion for people? A desire to be a leader in the fashion industry? Then call our Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado at 719-390-9898. Again, that number is 719-390-9898 or visit www.coloradosprings.tonaguy.edu. To learn more about our school in Kirtalen, Idaho, call 208-930-1276. Again, that number is 208-930-1276 or visit www.curdlene.tonaguy.edu. You know a career in beauty is right for you. Now choose the cosmetology school that puts the spotlight on you. Attend the Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy. All right, and welcome back. I'm Chuck. And Deb. And we have got a new segment lined up just for you. And it is called Bikers Doing Good. Deb, go ahead. So the Bikers Doing Good story for this segment, we're going to talk about a group of riders that we have uh, gotten to know a little bit over probably the last couple months. And so we heard a couple of great stories from that particular group that we wanted to be sure and share because, you know, what many may not realize is that the biker community is a family. I know we've talked about that, but we're a community that rallies together when we need each other. So that's so true. You know, I think uh, today when I was thinking about this and thinking about this story, the words that came to me were honor, commitment and family. And I don't know why, you know, but that just seems to work. And when you go over the story a little bit, and who we're talking about here is the West Coast Florida Riders. And we're part of their their organization, the, yep, the club. We are. We're members and, of the group. And uh, we're members of the group. And so from time to time, I'm not a big Facebook person as far as staying online a lot, but from time to time, I see very interesting stories. And this is one I mentioned to Deb that I saw, and she, she looked into it a little bit. So go ahead, Deb. Actually, and as we started to dig into it, it wasn't just one story of this honorable thing that the group did. It was a couple of different stories. And so to me, it shows an even deeper understanding of their integrity and their loyalty to each other in the group. And so those are some other things that kind of came to mind to me as I was kind of 
putting that whole thought process together. So the West Coast Florida Riders, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about them since we're talking about attributes. And their attributes, number one, their rules of the group is to have fun. And number two is to be kind and courteous. Um, And with that, they understand that there are differences and everyone is different in their thinking, but yet it's a time to come together. And with mutual respect and kindness, then that can be achieved for a great organization. So just to kind of backtrack a little bit, the stories are they had two different riders. I believe it was a couple and an individual female rider, lady rider, that had some motorcycle issues. So now let's the, make sure you keep them both separate because yes, it sounds we'll talk like about they're the, together. We'll okay. talk about the couple separate because I do believe from what I could gather is that they were two separate riding events. Okay. Um, and so the couple went down, and the one thing to understand is and that was actually... down, they had... Some type of accident. They had an accident. Um, Both of them were injured. The passenger was injured worse than the rider himself, from what I can understand. So she was taken off to the hospital while the rider stayed in order to file police reports and do all of that logistical stuff, but reached out to the group that he was part of, the West Coast Ford Riders, and said, hey, I need help. I am Now that I have come down from my emotions of the accident, I now need to get this motorcycle moved out of the way and, and hauled off while he needs to go tend to his significant other in the hospital. And so uh, the West Coast Ford Riders, I saw that conversation happening live real time on Facebook and they really rallied together and went and helped uh, another fellow rider out, a group member, a family member, and uh, made that all happen. And they like did a shout out or call out or something like that so that they could ask for people in the area. And, and I know Chris, I saw responded. A lot of people responded uh, like immediately and were, were there for these people that, that needed people, you know, needed some help. Absolutely. And and that's kind of what this community is all about. And if you're not yet involved as a writer, you may not understand that that's really the connectedness that we share. All the other stuff takes a backseat to being there for one another as a writer. And when you're in need as a writer, and I thought that was really cool, the way the organization just kind of rallied together. They did. They were bouncing one off the other and tagging each other. And, and that's the love of social media today is that you can be that no quick, that fast, on the move, helping, helping someone that's miles and miles away when you've got a network of people pulled together for a cause. And I've got to say, they're the first group, uh, organization, club, however you want to put it, that I've seen that is actually utilizing social media for this. And it it is really quite interesting and is quite powerful, in fact, that they can reach out at a moment's notice when somebody might need help. And that's the great thing about it. So I really want to commend the entire West Coast Florida Riders group because you guys are rocking it. You guys are doing it as bikers out there and watching out for one another. And I'm just here to tell you, just keep it up. It's great to see. And I hope more organizations catch on to this. So if they're not already doing it, it just right. happens to be I'm with you guys. So I see what's going on. I'm not attached to a lot of other groups like that. And again, I'm not on Facebook a whole heck of a lot. So you guys are doing great. Let's hope or other organizations that are listening today take something from this. The other thing, Deb, I know you got to go on with your story. But if you're someone who's thinking about writing or you're new to writing, don't let any of this put you off. Actually, let it encourage you that if you get involved with the right group, the right people, which is the majority of us out there, 
you're going to have somebody that's got you back, your back. Because right. I know I've had my bike break down and people <laughs> have had my back. Yes. I've had flat tires and people have hung out at the dealership and done all sorts of things. They've been great. So I would like for this, if you're thinking about riding, if you're new to riding, I hope this encourages you to get involved with an organization so that you can hang out and you can build your biker family. Absolutely. And so the second story was a little bit closer to home for us. It was in the Manatee County area, and it was a lady that we've met. We've actually interviewed her. I've talked about her before um, on the show, but I don't want to divulge her name without her uh, allowing me to do so. So um, she actually was in the same boat, had some things happen to her motorcycle. I'm not sure. She she did, I believe, went down as well on a separate ride. Uh, Again, not very many details to go off of other than they're a picture of the group coming together alone loading it in a truck in order to get it off to get her baby fixed and back on the road. So it, it is, it, it's an testament to not just the organization, but West Coast Florida Riders has utilized the social media concept, not only to grow a huge network all up and down the West Coast of Florida, as their name says, but also utilizes it to rally and come together. Because I know I've also seen posts out there when a rider just needs to get out and ride and they do a shout out, you know, who's going to ride today? Where are we going it. today? And that is a way to kind of get a community together quicker than we've ever seen before. So, yeah, they really know how to rally and get people together. And they are just an amazing group of people that do a lot of great things for the community and for the biker uh, world. And uh, we're just proud to be associated with them. Speaking of which, coming uh, tomorrow is the Angry Rooster. It is. uh, Angry Rooster Bike Night with the West Coast Florida Riders. It's the third third Thursday Thursday of the month. So, um, weather prevailing. We'll be able to do that. Oh, it's going to be fine. It's going to be awesome. So no scaring us off at the Angry Rooster for sure. So be sure and come out, not only meet the West Coast Florida Riders Group, but the Chuck and Deb show will be there too. And we want to be sure and have a chance and an opportunity to meet you. Yeah. We want to talk to some people out there and and it's the Angry Rooster off uh, State Road 70 near the I-75. What's some other landmark over there, Deb? They got Terra. Near Terra, correct. If you're familiar with the Terra area, there's also a Publix across the street. There's, I think, believe it's Lowe's. Next door to Chick-fil-A, isn't it? Yes. Everybody knows where the Chick-fil-A is. So So you probably know where it is, but I think it starts at six six or seven. Six to nine, I believe, are the hours of it. I don't have it right in front of me, but from what I would call it, six to nine, Thursday, tomorrow evening, be sure and come out. And we might just surprise you from the Chuck and Dub show with something exciting, maybe a giveaway. Who knows? Really? So maybe. Deb said it. Deb's responsible for it. I'm good with that. So, (laughs) yeah, it's going to be great. And, uh, you know, calling all bikers. That's right. Hey, if you're looking for a biker home, these guys seem to like, you know, be real loyal to one another. You might want to check out the West Coast Florida Riders. Uh, I'm just really blown away by these guys yep they're an amazing and, uh, group of people yep but there's a lot of other groups as well there's the hog chapter there's american legion there's other group as and there's all sorts of organizations and we Correct. hope to get know to know some of them as we move forward yes introduce and you bring to them, them to well. you so we'll share you all the the great attributes of each of those organizations as we move forward so yeah. so can... we hope you enjoyed that segment uh, i hope we covered it all deb we bikers did. doing good. good this is something that we're going to continue to do as we move forward because we want not only well bikers if bikers if you're listening you know we do good <laughs> all right we want the people out there that, that are wanting to become bikers new to 
to being bikers. Not uh, sure people about that aren't bikers. bikers. What's that? Not sure about bikers. Yeah, not sure about bikers to learn that bikers do good. Yeah, right. And they do good in many, many, many different ways. And one of the ways is economically and for their community in a lot of different nonprofits and things like that. Yes. But we're going to bring those to you in the future. Future but segments the, of that's right. bikers doing good. So you'll want to stay tuned. Let's take a real quick break. If you're looking to either sell or buy a home in the Bradenton North River area, contact Deb Bell to help make your dreams come true at Reynolds Realty. Call Deb Bell, 941-713-5035. That's 941-713-5035 or online at parishfl.com. For all of your real estate needs, call Deb Bell. All right. Welcome back, listeners. We are so glad you're still sticking here with us. Hey, as you're going to see as we move forward with our show is we are continuing to implement and improve new things on the show. So we've got a new segment that Deb's going to do, and we're going to turn it over to Deb. Deb, what's the name of this new segment that we're going to continue to do? This segment is called Biker Products Worth Mentioning because as motorcyclists, we're constantly looking for new products and or wanting to change up if you're new to riding you probably have an interest in learning about some motorcycling products and they probably need to learn about some motorcycle products i know that when we were first starting out we had a lot to learn about a lot of different things and it had to do with gear and a lot of other things as well so hopefully this segment is really going to help a lot of the listeners out there whether you're a current writer you're thinking about writing you're just getting started writing uh, this is geared toward you geared Geared toward you. Toward, Maybe that's I what it should that. be called. Geared toward you segment. We're changing well, that right well, now what's on it, the fly. What, what, what do we call it? Uh, biker products worth mentioning. So but this it is might the be geared called toward you section. Geared toward you. Yep. Geared toward you. Or something to do with gear. for you. You guys okay. help us out. Yeah, so let us anyway, know for the time being, it, it is called. Biker products worth mentioning. Bikers products worth mentioning. Take it away, Deb, before so, I interrupt you again. <laughs> you well, let's will. see if I can do it. No, go All ahead. All right. So today I'm going to talk about the woman's air cold no sweat knit extreme comfort. Man, that's, now, a that's a mouthful. Huge can, title. Can, that's really a huge mouthful. Come on, like, what is it again? They're air cold no sweat extreme comfort gloves. Let's like trim it down a little <laughs> All right, bit. So what are they? They're they, just they're, they're riding, riding gloves. gloves. All right. So um, now that how, we got everybody's attention, they're riding, riding gloves. gloves. <laughs> yes, not yeah, not fancy gloves. They're riding they're, gloves. They're extreme riding gloves. And of course, I'm talking about them because I have purchased them for ladies. They're a ladies' riding glove, but I know that there is probably an equivalent for the men. The manufacturer company is Hugger Gloves. And what's important about them as a rider coach, rider coach Deb here coming to you. So I have to, in my teaching, wear and teach with full fingered gloves. So obviously I use them a lot and wanted to be sure I had something that was rugged, durable, but yet also breathes in our warm climate. And so I came across this particular gloves, just purchased my second pair of them and wanted to be sure and share them with others. So these are air cooled knit gloves. They've got cushioned palms and knuckles. One of the things I love about the full finger gloves is they actually have a rubber no skid covering on the top. And one of the coolest features about the newest pair is it also has the fingertip access for your for you can use your cell phone with the glove on. Okay, you're going just a little bit too fast, which is normal for uh, you. Yeah. All right. Now remember, people are listening. I'm listening. See what you have to remember is I'm listening. Uh, so that really means I'm not really listening. 
I know. So let's go back a second. It, do you have any idea what air-cooled means? It is a ventilated fabric, so it's not necessarily a solid leather fabric. It's actually a fabric that it lets the air cool come and go. And it also helps with the sweating palms, or if you do get hot, for that moisture, to the heat to escape from the inside out, too, is what I've experienced with them. So it works sort of both, both ways. ways. It allows you to, when your hand's inside the glove, it allows your hand to breathe. And then it allows air to flow in. Yes, flow in, flow out, come really? and go, huh. cool in, heat out. It must all be that an extreme stuff. glove. They are extreme all weather glove. Okay. Air right. cooling, by now, the way. Oh, yeah, that's right. air cooled. Air we, we all know cooling. about air cooling, don't we? Yes, so not right. air conditioned, well, air cooled. Do they have air conditioned gloves? Well, they do because they also offer this glove in a half finger, which I like to wear for full riding, um, not when I'm on the course. And so there's your air conditioned part. You've got your fingertips exposed. It's not really air conditioned. But no, but I'll call it that. All right. Okay, you're good the deal. boss. So. All right, so hold on. No, no, no. You're jumping ahead. So you're like missed because you got to remember I'm sort of slow. All right. So no, what is no, no. what is this uh, cushioned palm and knuckle? Well, okay. You know, so I sort of get it. You got to like at the palm of your hand. So yep. so when I'm I'm on my bike, yes. I've, I've got uh, my hands up on the bars. So on the palm, there's like a pad there Correct. to to cushion. So like if I'm a heavy gripper. Yes. I mean, or it just, it's just makes There's it a lot of vibration. It just makes it more comfortable. Is it a gel? What, what is it? What's, what is, is it? This cushion. is just What's an extra cushion pad. I can't tell you that it's a gel. I don't, can I see it, it? You sure can. It doesn't feel like it's gel. It's just extra cushioning, extra padding. So it's so, a, just some extra padded. It appears in here. Yep. Uh, some fabric. It almost feels a, I don't know. I wouldn't know like felt or something, but okay. So it's just got a little padding in there. Right, Not too much. So it won't interfere with uh, your natural ride. Right. Uh, capabilities i guess so or no circulation issues because sometimes when you grow out when you are squeezing your throttle and or handlebars too tight you know sometimes you'll get numbness in your fingers and so it's not going to cause that to happen for sure but it's a little bit extra padding so where you're not having to feel a lot of that vibration if you have a motorcycle that vibrates a lot all right so it says hugger here all right yep, and, you know, they seem they seem pretty durable to me and then on the uh the knuckle part it has this like uh is that any special kind of thing? It looks like some kind of rubber or That's something. That's a rubber protective. And, again, it's on the full finger set, but it doesn't come on the half finger set. Yeah, so. your air condition set. Right. So it's okay. a ventilated piece there, too. Oh, yeah, I see it. It's got, see like, little air? holes. Yep. Oh, so, okay. So it sort of goes. Well, and that's an, interesting. And another great feature of riding gloves is you can see if you hold that glove up, Chuck, that the yeah. fingers are somewhat curved. So, again, that goes to the natural riding position. You don't necessarily have to now stretch break in a, a glove. glove or break it in to be in that position it's already made naturally to go over the, the well i'm going to keep levers, some thoughts so. to myself on that yep you can so there's also one thing i really <laughs> like about that is the additional <laughs> thumb fabric because i know sometimes when i'm teaching classes i'll watch students struggle with gloves being too either gripping those handlebars too much and, and or not enough and so the gloves will slide on them and or they won't allow them to properly operate the throttle why and because of what reason the gloves are too big. You know, they may not have gotten a glove or borrowed some a pair of gloves from a friend rather than purchasing a glove that fits for them for riding and or and I think that extra fabric, I've never had that happen when I'm riding. So I like the fact that there's an extra piece of fabric on the inseam of that thumb in that joint where you're actually grabbing onto the throttle. So an okay. extra benefit I like. There's also a Velcro wrist closure. Did we hear that? Did Let's you hear? Let's try one more time. 
Maybe. And so that keeps it nice and secure around your wrist so you don't have to worry about end uh, air or circulation, anything of that stuff getting there. It keeps everything nice and snug around your wrists in order for the gloves to say, say, stay secure and tight. That was hard for me to say. I wonder why. A couple of things about uh, the Hugger Glove Company is they're offering a 12-month warranty. I think that's a great benefit as well as zero cost on shipping and free exchanges. So if you just don't get the right size the right time, Hey, they can exchange it for you without a problem. So if you're interested in Hugger Gloves, they have men's, women's, and all sorts of riding gear out there. Be sure and visit HuggerGloves.com. But the best part of all is put in coupon code CHUCKNDEV for a great discount on your order. They're very affordable as well. I did not talk about that. High quality in the pair I have had has has lasted me for over 12 uh, almost 2 years now before I bought my second pair. So, great quality, they've lasted a long time, they're very durable, they're very affordable, so they're not going to break the budget and they've got all of these great benefits and features. You know, one might think that if they have a year uh, is it warranty on them? A 12-month warranty. That they mm-hmm. might be expensive. That's true. Yeah, all the benefits that the company offers, I would think that they're expensive, but if that's not the glove for you, they've got a whole variety. They've got leather gloves, um They've got long arm gloves that come up over the forearm, and uh, they've got lots of different options to choose from. So For different seasons and all that kind of thing as well. Absolutely. So you, you mentioned what we have a promo code where they could save 10%. Is that what it is? That is, and yes. And it's, it's Chuck, Chuck, the letter N, Deb, Deb. show, right? No, so just Chuck and Deb. So hold on, I'm confused. Chuck and Deb. That's what I said, Chuck and the letter N, Deb. You said show, oh, but we show. don't want to confuse them. Okay. No, there is no yeah. show on there. It's so just, just Chuck, Chuck and, and Deb. Deb. Okay, so yep, keep it simple yes. so you don't have to type in so much. So that when do they enter that? When they go purchase it, or do you know? After it's into your cart, when you go through the purchase process, there is an enter coupon code section, and you just simply enter that, and you'll get a great 10% discount on the products, even more affordable and a great bargain. There you go. Save 10%, and correct me if I'm wrong, and let me see if you even know this. I know that we've talked to some people before, that if they have, like we have motorcycle insurance, some people don't. We right. recommend that you have motorcycle Absolutely. insurance. Absolutely. Um, if you if you have motorcycle insurance, in order for the motorcycle insurance to cover certain things, we've been told that you need to sometimes you have to check your insurance policy. Yes. Uh, we've been told that you've got to have like a long sleeve shirt and you've got to be wearing gloves and boots. Helmet was Helmet. the big one too. Yes. And, you know, so you might want to check your insurance policy about that. Uh, but gloves is a key element to to riding riding, right part of gear right and full finger gloves is really optimal but you know not everyone rides that way i sometimes in a longer distance i'll want to ride with a half finger glove but again the glove protects not only your hands from the weather take protects it from the debris and things that fly up but it also gives you a better grip when you're riding more comfortable ride because it i mean you experienced that on our trip washington dc i think you started the trip without gloves and then you said wait let me kind of adjust here and get my half finger gloves on and i think you found a big difference in that from what i remember well that's actually interesting because i was going to ask you why do you ride gloves other than you have to when you're teaching the the harley davidson rider course why do you why do you choose to wear gloves and don't get there you know i'll get there that's the question i have for you but i because i don't typically wear gloves like you said i didn't wear them on the way up there and the only reason i did change actually what did i do the second day i put them uh, on yes the is day. because of my hands weren't used to the the grips on that one yes and so it, I, I could tell that if i put some gloves it 
might help. And fortunately enough, the gloves actually fit because I've worn gloves before. Well, if they don't fit, if they don't hug her, if they're right. not, hug if they're gloves, not hugging your no, hand, if they're not you're fitting not too well right and gloves. hugging my hand, yeah. then actually it actually causes other problems. Sure. So you have to get a properly fitting glove Correct. in my personal opinion I totally so agree. so there you go that that's why i ride but typically i don't ride with gloves now that that's just me guys like i said i bring up the insurance because you might want to be aware of it uh and Great check point. into your policy see if that's something that's a requirement that you need to be having uh to wear uh and if that's the case then you want to pick yourself up uh, some of these hugger gloves but going back to you deb so why do you wear riding gloves other than on the course well, I, you don't have to tell us about that again there's lots of reasons why it's comfort it's against the elements it's you know in the colder months obviously you want your hands protected from that air it depends on what you ride how you ride yep, where you're going what you do don't your fingers get sunburned on those air-conditioned gloves no because they're wrapped around your handlebars so the parts that would get sunburned the top of your hands the top of your knuckles those without gloves would be very sunburned oh, so that is that right do you too. see sunburned on my hands at all not right now but, but next time yeah, we're out really. i'm gonna check to see you white girl here i'm gonna check to see you know if you got suntan fingers tan, tan hands that's right i'm okay. gonna see i'll show you my non-tan hands because i'm wearing gloves <laughs> what kind of gloves? Well, hugger gloves, of course. <laughs> hugger gloves is my so, glove yeah, of choice. There's a little uh, shout out to hugger gloves. Apparently, Deb loves these gloves because what do you have? 13, 14, 15 pairs of these no, things? No, not quite like shoes or boots, but you know, I'm no. getting there. So, what? Oh, I did t- didn't talk about this. So, you know, I'm not the traditional, normal, I think, lady rider because I'm not all about pink and purple. And I love the fact that there's lots of options out there. The one thing about hugger gloves is that they do offer these gloves in either a solid black and the full fingers also come with pink inner um, coloring so that for the girls that want the color you guys have that that option too and I do have a pair of pink ones and I have a pair of solid black ones so there's different choices to choose from. Now Deb you actually bought these gloves Hugger didn't send them to you to say hey Chuck and Deb you know hey right. you know promote our gloves nope. you've you've decided to add this as part of our show today because it's something that you actually believe in is that correct? Absolutely or Am true. I putting words in your mouth because no, there I've, might be other things as well. I have purchased all of my Hugger products at this point for sure so yes don't go there so i purchased all of the 13 pair of hugger gloves no i'm kidding i've got i think i've got three pairs at this point really yes did i ever give you permission to buy those no do you need to give me permission no i no, guess not. not at all that's what being together <laughs> three all this time. sets of three gloves, sets of gloves. But so my, what one for winter spring and summer no one's for my day-to-day riding my half finger okay. gloves the other one's for coaching and that's my okay. second pair for the one that i've had for two years and what's it's the third one out. for the third one's finally wearing out after all this time if you after can imagine that after two years it's finally starting to Oh, they look very tattered, look very worn, and actually starting to come unsewn a little bit. But that's because you wear them often. Wear them out. Okay, well. That's my philosophy. Well, we hope you enjoyed this segment. Uh, if someone or if, if you do have products that you want us to review, let talk to us, know. let us know. Uh, you can go out to chuckanddebshow.com and contact us that way. And uh, we'll be happy to check out your products that you have. And we can sort of go from there. What else, Deb? Because we got a few minutes here uh, before our break. So what else do you have? Well, I do. The one other thing I did, just kind of going back to Hugger, it's not glove related, but one product I did think was really very cool, and I haven't researched it too much on their website, is they have these very visible riding shirts. They're long sleeve shirts 
that are the um, moisture wicking fabric. And what I what I wanted to I did do have one that I tried the other day was we rode to work and I rode it wore it when we rode to work. Um, is it had all of this visibility and striping on it. So I've got a long stripe all the way down my sleeve. It wasn't dark and there weren't weren't any headlights hitting it so that I couldn't ask you what you thought about all that protection. But it also had um, the same type of lettering on the front and the back, which was share the road. I thought that was pretty appropriate for our ride to work day. So um, next time I'll be sure and wear that at night and I'll give a report back to all of our listeners about that. Did you happen to notice that shirt that I was wearing that day? Um, I can't say that I did. I I recall thinking something, but the answer to your question is no. Okay. So it had all of that great reflective visibility stuff on there. And as I was kind of cruising through their website, I saw that there are some bright colored um, visibility stuff for men too. So maybe we'll have to get something for you to talk about when we're talking about getting all geared up on the Chuck and Deb show. Okay. If you say so. Yep. All right. So uh, again, once again, go out to what's the huggergloves.com and make sure and utilize the coupon code Chuck and Deb. Now, in, in being transparent, if you do purchase some gloves, we'll get some kind of referral f- fee. We don't know exactly what it is. But just so you know, it's just another way to support the Chuck and Deb show. And if you do go out and get them, I'm sure you'll be happy with the product. And, and not let only us that, know. you'll be uh, supporting us as well. So we appreciate that. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a real quick break, and we'll be right back. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in the Bradenton, Sarasota area? Then contact Deb Bell at deblbell.com or 941-713-5035. For your real estate professional at Reynolds Realty Gulf Coast. Again, that number is 941-713-5035. Okay, we've got another new segment that we're going to hope to incorporate in the future. And that is, do you remember the name of it, Deb? I think we said Dining with Don. Dining with Don. Don. Well, let's explain that. We, we, we're going to have to check with Don to see if this will work. Uh, but the other night, we went out for dinner at 60s East in Ellington. And a friend of ours, Don, showed up there. And Don is a bartender at 60s. No, I'm sorry. At Speaks. <laughs> Speaks Clam Bar. Speaks Clam Bar on State Road 70. Yes. And so Don was there. I think he was out on a date with somebody. What do you think, Deb? Uh, yeah, I think he said, introduced us to her. <laughs> and the way I heard them talking was just a first or second date or on this date. And I'm like, oh, goodness. Yeah. I think her name is Christy. Kristen, something Chris, like that. Yeah, Christy, Kristen. Okay. Chris, yeah. All right. So anyway, so we order pizza and, and Don ended up ordering pizza. I, I wish I could speak a little bit better. But Don ended, ended up ordering pizza. And then he got to telling us about this pizza recipe that we had to try and he was really honest about taking our leftover pizza home and exactly how to prepare it and deb you've got the specifics on that right i do and and so that's what sort of brought us to maybe we ought to create a segment and maybe see if we can get don on here because don says he's what some kind of chef he's a gourmet he says he's he's a gourmet chef restaurants and so he's chosen at this point in his life not to be in that restaurant ownership business any longer so a little bit less stress in life and you know hey but he knows his stuff 
so, and he shared this amazing recipe with us. Yep, and we all know that, that bikers love to eat and people in general just love to eat. So whether you're a biker or not, you know, maybe a good recipe or, or dining with Don. Well, the technical and, term these days is foodie. Ah, just, yeah, well, I'm not going to say foodie because that's just not me. It's not going to happen, all right? I'm not going to be no foodie. All right, so let's you. get back. So Don was telling us about this recipe. Yes. And so How why don't... How to prepare leftover pizza the next day was um, it's just again. And, and it, you now he started off. He says, "Do you eat uh, cold pizza? You, you ever cold eaten pizza cold pizza?" And day. hey, yep. most of us Who guys out doesn't? there is eating cold pizza, right? What do you mean you've eaten cold pizza, Deb? I have, but not often because it's not one of my favorites. It's not yeah. like yours. Oh yeah, I love cold pizza. pizza but day. now we've taken leftover pizza, or Don has taken leftover pizza to, to a, a whole, whole new, new level. level. And as a matter of fact, if you try this. You'll probably treat your leftover pizza totally different. So, Deb, why don't you just start out and maybe just give everybody an idea exactly what he told you, how to prepare it. Do you remember what he told you? Do you have it I, written down or do you I have it in your, do. I have it your in mind? Because you made so it. I did write it down that night so that and, I could remember and make it the next and day. And you made it. So, I, I mean, I know you have a difficulty with memory, but I'll, you know, I have to sort of reflect back, you know, what you had to do as far as making it. Maybe it'll all come to you a little bit naturally. Yeah. Maybe well, I'll I give hope it so, my best shot because you know we've got a show here, and I, you know you you've got to give you got to cough it up, man. All right, so here is what I recall doing that following day, is Don said simply put the pizza in at two fifty, and that was my first like, what are you talking about two fifty? Well, that's um, 250 degrees, right? 250 degrees. Normally, baking is like 350 as a minimum. So you have to okay. decrease All the right. heat. And he said, well, you just really want to warm the pizza. And so I'm like, oh, that's aha moment number one, because most of us would put it in there quick to heat it up, melt the cheese and get it going. And that's really not what you want for this recipe. So I put it on a baking stone, put it in the oven at 250. And then I prepared the rest of the toppings because here's the next piece of the pie. The piece of the pie. That's pretty good. It was good. <laughs> so I prepared, he said, potatoes. Get a potato, make hash browns or some sort of fried potatoes and put garlic in that and season them up. I said, okay, great. I can handle that. He said it. but And then put onions in there. But here's the number one mistake that most people make is they throw the onions in, the potatoes and garlic, too early. So ideally the onions go in at the very end just to get a little translucent and then everything is done at the same time so that was a great aha tip number two is not to overcook those onions with the potato mixture that's going to go on top your hash browns i called them home potatoes whatever you'd like to do then next he said how do you like your eggs yeah i was going to say i'm I'm glad you came back today because he kept asking us you know well how do you like your eggs I'm you know, so I, we, we, I we like it in a lot of different ways. Way. It depends on the day. So um, anyway, go ahead, Deb. So he said, well, here's the secret to the eggs is if you like them fried at all with a yolk that's runny. And we both went, huh? And he said, yes, if you like them fried, that runny yolk becomes the sauce. And I'm like, oh, gosh, OK. Hadn't thought of it quite that way because my first initial thought was we're going to scramble them up and put them on top. Well, no. So I said, okay, well, this is what we've got to do then. We've got to fry the egg, make them over easy, and put them on top so that we have some of that yolk sauce to drip. So I fry up my eggs. I take the pizza out of the oven after it's been in there. I don't know, maybe 10 minutes, just long enough to warm up while I cook the other items. Then, first of all, I topped it with the potato garlic onion mixture. Then I love the garlic. I know, lots of garlic. (laughs) Then I topped it with the over easy eggs. 
and served it up. Now, it doesn't take a whole lot of extra leftover pizza because obviously most of you can tell it's a pretty filling meal. Hefty, so yeah. We had three pieces left, split that Slices. up between the two of us. So a piece and a half, and it was Slice. an amazing, oh, slice of pizza, sorry. <laughs> um, so slices of pizza, and we topped it off, and you have to talk about the rest because I'm kind of biased. Well, I think it was absolutely amazing. As a matter of fact, I fixed that because, again, remember, it's all piled on top of the slices of pizza. So what I did is I prepared it just as if I was eating pizza. So I got my rib pepper. I put a little bit of salt. And then I got the Parmesan cheese. And so that's how I ate it. And it was absolutely fabulous. And we told Don that, you know, if we liked it, then, you know, we'd probably call it something like, you know, I'm going to get up in the morning and have some Don for breakfast or something. <laughs> he sort of got a kick out of that one. But anyway, you're really good. Uh, we'd recommend that you give it a try. Absolutely. And you're, you were going to say something. You're holding back. You you wanted to hear what I had to say. What, what do you have to say? No, I thought it was uh, phenomenal. I could not imagine leftover pizza tasting quite as delicious as that was, but it was amazing. It was really, really it good. Was I mean, excellent. So, and of course, what goes along with that is whatever toppings you had on the pizza from the leftover stuff. So. Exactly, and it may, you know, if you had, uh, the, imagine the toppings that you had. I saw Dom when he got his pizza; they had tomatoes. I didn't see exactly what it was, but think about what you could actually have on the pizza that would actually enhance the breakfast the next morning. Right. So, if you do like tomatoes, those kind of things, uh, why you know, if Green it goes peppers well, and onions, yeah. whatever, yeah. I mean, yes, it was just fabulous. So. Give it a try and then uh, go out to our Facebook page, Chuck and Deb. You can find us on Facebook and and send us a picture or something. If We're going to, yeah, or go if ahead. If you've got a phenomenal recipe that we've got to make sure we talk about and try, let us know that too. Yeah, We'd but I, to. I really want to see somebody somehow somebody get us a picture yes. of uh, of their pizza that they did, that they took. We'll, we'll get a picture of did ours say, posted. Did, did you take your? I you took, took a picture. I know, I know you so did. So I've got sure. a picture of the one that Deb cooked. Uh, before we dove into it and (laughs) devoured it. Um, So I'll put that up. And then if any of our listeners are out there and you want to put your picture up of uh, your your Don meal, then go ahead and do that. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to talk to Don, see if we can get him. And maybe we'll have a segment uh, doing dinner with Don. Maybe maybe dinner with Don is too broad. I don't know. We're going to have to talk to him. We'll talk to him and see. So there you go. But either way, you know, we all like food, so maybe we'll have a little segment dealing with food in the future. Dining with Don or something like that. So, yeah, give us a shout. Let us know. Take pictures. We'll share ours, and uh, we can all be happy and full bellies together. So give it a try and let us know. Uh, We've got a lot of different things prepared for our show as we move forward in the future. One of the things that we're going to come up with is the things that make you go, hmm. Now, I mentioned that to our daughter the other night, and it had nothing to do with it. She goes, oh, that's like the song. I'm like, no, it's not like the song. <laughs> you know, but then again, she played the song, and I guess it was like the song. But it's just one, you know, so we want to find the things that make you go, hmm. All right. And so the other day, uh, of course, the little bit of time that I spent on Facebook, I happened to run across this picture of a guy with a knife in his head. And it was talking about how this motorcycle guy survived uh, like a two hour ride or something with a knife in his head. And what it was, and after looking at it today, because I clicked on the link and it, no, actually, it did go to it. So, so do you have information on it, Deb? I 
too. It was like an older story. It wasn't something that just happened. It was an older story. I think back in 2018. Yes, but even if you run across it, it is one of those stories that make you go, hmm. Hmm. Really? Okay. So this particular gentleman is a 39-year-old biker. And kind of the headline is, is he had a 12-inch knife stuck in his head, and then he rode for, they say, 60 miles, but it was a yes, two-hour miles. Trek. You, ma- you imagine 60 miles with a knife in your head? Well, you know, many of us will say 60 miles. I do that every day yeah. to and from work in my vehicle. What's the big yeah, deal about it? no big deal, it? but try it with a knife in your head. But this particular rider, 60 miles, was in the jungles of Brazil. So it and I didn't happen that here. Okay. Yeah, well, it didn't happen here, yeah. but still, 60 miles. And a knife in your head, no matter crazy. what. Crazy, yep. And and then after he arrived at the hospital, he actually underwent a three-hour surgery to get that knife removed. Now, it's not just he ended up with a knife in his head. This particular gentleman was attacked and stabbed several times with the knife ending in his head. So this guy had several wounds yes. and still climbed up on a, a motorcycle and then rode, rode for two for hours. S- that is certainly a story. For an hour, right? Was an hour? Two hours going six to, to get 60 miles. Oh, my goodness. So, two yeah, when hours. I'm hearing 60 miles, I think it only takes about an hour. Right. But still... For him to be able to do that, because he got attacked or something, something happened. Yes, they it tried was to a confrontation take his between bike, him or they and stabbed him because he was stabbed in other places. Yes. But then the knife ended up in his head. <laughs> and there are there. pictures, and maybe maybe we'll try to get that picture posted so you can. I'll, I'll try to track it down so you can see this guy with the six inch knife in his head who apparently survived. Right, Debbie? Yes. I mean, there's nothing that we've seen where the guy passed on, or no. I don't even know. He's got. You would think he would have some kind of brain damage of something something sort. but it said it but, barely missed his left eye so right. again great grateful that that I mean, didn't hit his left lucky, eye right? and then i mean lucky that he under was able to make I'm it to not, the hospital i hate to undergo. call that lucky though yeah i don't know it just I mean, maybe he has a bigger just, mission in life I, than what we could all talk about so. i mean but think of it just crazy and at 39 years old, it's not like he's some young whippersnapper in his early 20s, you know, able to do this for well, a Well, I don't care standpoint. what age you are for the That's guy to have a six-inch knife in your head. <laughs> I mean, inch, more power to you. You can survive knife. something like, what, 12-inch? 12-inch Did I say six-inch? It's 12-inch. Yep, 12-inch I'm not sure I believe that. I'm going to have to look it up You're now. You're going to have to 12 look it up. 12-inch. That's what it says. 12-inch blade? Oh, 12 my goodness. 12-inch blade. So it wasn't anything that just wasn't a little no, pocket knife. No, it's not on mine. It says six-inch. I just looked it up. A 12-inch blade would go through the other side of his head okay so 12 inch knife <laughs> I, you know sometimes i'm blonde it does say 12 inch knife well so that's, a guess, okay. that's a difference that's a difference so the right. whole way you know might be one thing so it's uh, six, six inches inch of blade. the blade was in his skull i apologize okay well at least we Crazy got some things straight yep because <laughs> i i mean really i mean everybody's probably puking about right now i know don't show pictures chuck please don't no you it's it's a uh, quite interesting in fact and so it is one, one of, of those things that, that make you, you go, go hmm. hmm. So as you can see, we're trying to improve the Chuck and Deb show as we move forward. We've got a lot of great things lined up. We're going to be doing some interviews, and we're hoping and planning for a big-time interview next week. So, so what you, you want to do is stay tuned to the Chuck and Deb show because, guys, we're going to get better and better. That's all there is to it. We're going to keep bringing you more and more entertainment in a lot of different ways. And so we just want to encourage you to stay tuned, hang in there with us, and keep riding the ride with us. That's right. And so we're going to go ahead and have to wrap it up. 
up here, but uh, we want to make sure that you be sure to follow us on Facebook at the Chuck and Deb Show. We also have on YouTube, you can find us, Chuck and Deb. You can go to our website at thechuckanddebshow.com, and you can find us on iTunes as well. And you can say to your phone, Google Play the Chuck and Deb Show podcast, or maybe Apple. I don't know. Siri, can you go, Siri, play the Chuck and Deb Show podcast? We should try it. Well, if your phone's close enough, please listen. Siri, play the Chuck and Deb Show podcast. Again, my name is Chuck. And Deb. And thank you so, so much for You've tuning in. You've been listening in. to we the really Chuck and Deb it. Show, so heard much. each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. right here on 1490 AM WWPR. We thank you for listening, and we invite you to join us next week.